Hi there, this is Paula Jones and this is Autistic Women Working, the weekly podcast for newly diagnosed autistic women who want to learn to thrive in a world that's not designed for you and me. Welcome to Autistic Women Working and this week we're going to be talking about how you feel, whether you should self-disclose and are you a chameleon at work. It's very common when somebody asks you, how are you doing, for you to just say, I'm fine. But really when you think about it, you don't know. You don't know how to express how you feel. And this is a trait called alexithymia which a lot of autistic people, including myself, struggle with. Alexithymia is an inability to describe emotions. And I have on my office wall a wheel of emotions. It goes from the basics of happy, sad, okay, etc. through to anxious, stressed, and then all the nuanced emotions that go through that so joyful irritated annoyed and so on when people ask us how we feel they don't really want to know of course they want to just say fine thank you and just you know get on with their day but to be able to express how we feel is a really important part of life and for autistic people it's frustrating to not know how you feel And to not be able to express how you feel is one of the things that can lead to shutdown or to meltdown. And it's a very difficult position to find yourself in. And especially at work. So when that piece of software that you are trying to get to work doesn't, or that report that you're working on is just mind-boggling, or that meeting that you're attending for the sake of having a meeting is just going on and on and on. You may have an idea of what you're feeling, but the real depth of feeling that you have, there's a good chance that you're not really able to express it, and you will be twitching, and your fingers will be tapping, and your feet will be jiggling up and down, And alexithymia is just not letting you express how you feel or be able to think clearly. And it's a bugger, let's face it. You want to know, you want to know. You just want to be able to say what you feel like other people do because they seem to find it so easy. It's like they were given a rule book at birth that says, this is how you do things, this is how you feel and this is how you say how you feel. And then we were left out, and it seems so easy for them. When you observe neurotypical people, they just seem to have it all so easy, don't they? They've got the social patter down, they've got all of the things that you're supposed to say ready on the tip of their tongue, while we're going through this kind of rolodex of answers, and we're just kind of picking the one that seems right for us. Also, the other thing is we can be quite rigid in our thinking. No, surely not, says every partner of every autistic person ever. 
But it's true, we are quite black and white in our thinking, and that's just the way it is for us, that we are very difficult in terms of seeing shades of grey in things. We have to kind of relax into seeing different perspectives and strategies and having this one-track mind is great in some respects because it helps us see through problems. I mean, as a therapist for myself, I can look at somebody's situation and see from A to B quite clearly and say, okay, well, in order to do that, you need to do this, this, this and this might not be able to do it for myself so easily, but from looking at a top-down view, I can find that really helpful. But we do, as autistic people, have a lot of unhelpful thinking styles, and I'm going to talk about that in another episode of the podcast. But it's great if we can kind of relax into thinking of different possibilities. Again, write everything down. Regardless of whether you think it's stupid or silly or that would never work, sometimes I have my best ideas in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. So I've always got a notebook next to my bed and I'll just write down any random old stuff that comes into my head and I'll look at it the next day. And some of it, yeah, it's really silly, but some of it has turned into some of the best ideas I've ever had for work or for my life or whatever and it's paid off and it's worked. Relax into your thoughts and relax into trying to describe some of the feelings. In describing those feelings, myself and my autistic clients use kind of code I guess for describing our feelings and use really silly words to describe those feelings. So we might be feeling squidgy one day, or we might be feeling a bit floopy one day, and we might have a series of squeaks and howls to describe how we're feeling. You know, on a scale of, uh, to, ah, how are you feeling today? That makes complete sense. And there's nothing wrong with using that with your neurotypical partners or colleagues in order to describe how you feel because everyone understands meh everybody gets the concept of and if that's the only way that you can describe a feeling then use that absolutely use that one of the things that we do generally recognize is a fear of making mistakes i think that's pretty universal with autistic people we've been led to feel that we've been wrong pretty much all our lives because we think differently. And I can remember various things from school, like drawing a circle with a compass and I started too close to the edge of the page and my teacher announcing to the whole class, Paula Green, how could anybody be so dense? And those things do stick with you because you've been made to feel wrong. When you've been made to feel wrong, you feel incompetent and you feel stupid and no one wants to feel incompetent and stupid. I think possibly some of the lengths I've gone to to get myself educated over the years. Alexa just woke up then. Wakey, wakey, eggs and baking. See what I mean? She just does it without my permission.
some of the lengths that I've gone to to get myself educated over the years, I think I've probably stemmed from being made to feel stupid at school. So it does have an effect. Accommodate these things. Allow yourself some praise. When you know that you've done a good job, say it. Say you've done a good job. Allow it. You know, adopt this positive problem-solving attitude as well, reminding yourself, yourself that any mistakes are a really important part of learning and assisting you to learn. Because making a mistake doesn't mean you're stupid. Making a mistake means that you've made a mistake and we all do it. And we're human and it's part of the human condition and it's part of the learning process and part of getting you more accomplished, more confident, more able, all of that good stuff. So don't worry too much about alexithymia. You could use things like using a pressure gauge, that kind of thing, using scaling, using, you know, from 1 to 10 using um, temperature checks, that kind of thing, they're really helpful. And maybe using a different type of communication. A lot of the time I use things like um, playlists with my clients. So get them to perhaps send me a list of five or six tracks that explain how they might be feeling at any given time. That might help you too. You never know. So it's worth a go. It's worth a go. If you'd like art, collect together some pictures on a Pinterest board that explain how you feel. I use a thing called Deck Hive where myself and my clients can pick some things that represent a problem, represent the next step, represent the way forward, represent how you see the world, how you think the world sees you and what the final outcome is going to be for you. There are all sorts of ways around expressing how you feel. Disclosure at work, self-disclosure. I'm a big fan of self-disclosure. I really am. And it's not necessary for you to disclose at work. There's no law that says you've got to disclose any condition at work. However, a lot of people do have questions about why do you behave the way you do? Why do you act like that? Why did you do that? Because we do act differently and because we think differently. I think it's not really explaining for the good of other people, but it's explaining for our sakes. It's saying, I think this way and I act this way because I'm autistic and this doesn't make sense to me. When the tube light above your head is buzzing and it's driving you insane, you can say that without people looking at you as if you're insane because there is so much sensory input at work that it can be truly overwhelming. So phones ringing, emails pinging, people coming to your desk, the overhead lights being too bright and you actually can hear them and sometimes it feels like it's vibrating around you. There is so much going on at work just around you all the time and it's too much and it's too much focus for you and if you explain that people can 
kind of back off a little bit and make things a little bit easier for you. Make fewer demands on your time. And you can schedule yourself better as well. Because if you are used to having meetings on top of meetings and they're all back to back and you've got no time for yourself, there's just no time to get from one headspace into another. You've literally got to talk about one subject and then go into another. It's absolutely exhausting. So I'm pretty sure that by the time you come home from work, you are absolutely knackered. And I don't mean tired in the way that we all get tired, like physically tired, but mentally tired, mentally drained, absolutely wrung out, as if every last bit of you has been taken and shaken up in a bottle and you are just done or wrung out like a wet flannel. It's too much. And if you don't disclose this, then you don't get the reasonable accommodations that you are entitled to as a disabled person at work. Everybody should have a reasonable accommodations plan at work. So things like access to a quiet space, access to a breakout space, time to sit and think and be quiet, be able to wear noise cancelling headphones if you want to, the ability to have a little bit longer time to produce reports and so on. And your HR departments should be sorting this out for you. If you work for yourself, then you set your reasonable accommodations. So for me personally, I don't see more than three clients a day because I get peopled out. I do a lot of work via groups, have courses that I sell. So that means that I can take a step back and that I can not be peopled out so much. I can record this podcast. I can go on YouTube. I can record videos on there. That makes my working life a lot easier because I'm setting my own times. I might work 18 hours a day, but I'm choosing the 18 hours a day that I work for myself and it's a lot easier. And I've learned this over the years that trying to stuff everything into a day is going to be too much for me because I'm going to be absolutely exhausted and have a migraine by the end of it because autism and migraines as well also go very much hand in hand. The last thing I want to talk about is, are you a chameleon? Are you a chameleon around the people that you you know? This is a really big deal because you'll find that when you're at work or you're at home, you're going to be masking an awful lot when you don't disclose. And if you've disclosed, you can let an awful lot more of yourself out and say, okay, this is it, this is me, this is who I am. I don't mask my autism nearly as much as I used to. I am out and proud, as I've said before. This is me, this is who I am. You know, I I do those things, you know, how are you feeling? You know, floopy, squidgy, squishy. And people might say, oh, what does that mean? And I'll do my best to explain it. I'll, I'll give them a variation on meh or whatever if I can't get the words out. But I'm pretty much myself around most people. 
and myself is what you're listening to now. It's Paula, who is autistic, who likes to help, who has an obsession with the Beatles and has an obsession with, oh gosh, how many special interests do I have? Apparently, for some reason, autistic people's interests are called special interests, while normal people's hobbies are called hobbies. But my hobbies are drawing. I used to be playing the guitar before I started getting in with Parkinson's. I would love to still be able to play the guitar because I was great at it. I like sticking stickers into my planner so that I know where I'm supposed to be because otherwise I would be oh sitting in a roller coaster trying to eat an ice cream instead of being with a client. I've got to, as I mentioned last week, have lots of repetition and know that I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, I love reading. I like collecting Marvel character figures and you know but apparently these things are all obsessions or you know special interests they're not hobbies but this is me this is Paula and I love music and I like swearing at inappropriate things and telling inappropriate jokes because again that's something that we often do as autistic people this is me and not everybody likes it And you know what? I couldn't care less. That's a really good thing about being autistic. You start to care less about what other people think. If you see my profile picture, you'll see that at the moment I've got very short hair. And I did that because I did the Brave the Shave for a cousin of mine who died of cancer. So I went right down to a number one, I think it was, all over. I'm growing my hair out at the moment and I'm blonde. I've got facial piercings and I'm covered in tattoos. I am me. That's the thing, I am me. When I discovered that I'm autistic, I was able to become me and not be apologetic about it. I'm not a chameleon anymore. I act the same with everybody. And because I'm the same with everybody, yes, some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. But come on, you're not pizza. You can't please everybody. That's really the gist of it for this week. When you can't describe how you're feeling, you can get a wheel of emotions. And if you need that wheel of emotions, you can contact me. My contact details will be in the show notes for today. And you can make up your own language for how you feel. And it's perfectly acceptable. I would absolutely disclose at work because it makes life easier. It allows you to have accommodations at work and also it allows for you to be yourself at work. It allows you to run your business the way you want to and the way that you need to and it allows you to relax a little bit more because masking is oh so tiring. It really is. Okay, so that's it for this week. I will see you next week. And until then, take care, peace, and I will see you then. Bye.